0: Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real-time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Giermeta from Giermeta Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G., And you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. You know, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got a special guest coming on in just a bit. But we've got to address this debate We could spend hours upon hours doing a recap of the debate, and next time maybe we will, but I think the first order of business, Philly Chris, is that you're going to be paying for somebody's dinner at some point in time, aren't you?
1: (laughs) It looks that way, Michael.
0: (laughs) It does look that way. Joe Biden showed up. He showed up to at least one debate. Now, there's all kinds of speculation as to whether he's going to go any further than one, and I believe that Russ had... One in the pool. I got stuck with all three because there were no spots left for anybody else. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It was a, a quite an interesting debate. I think it's something that people will talk about for a long time. I don't think it's like anything we've seen in the past. Certainly. Thankfully. N- not your grandfather's <laughs> debate, right? Right. right. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of things we can talk about substantively. Uh, what what Biden said, what Trump said. And I want to bring in the whole gang, sort of get everybody's perspective on this, hear what they have to say, what they thought about this. Because I've heard different people having different opinions as to what exactly went on. So with the Mike G in the morning gang, we've got this thread where occasionally we'll bounce ideas off of one another, middle of the week. (laughs) So after the debate, Obviously, spark up a conversation. Everybody's throwing in their two cents, and uh, we found Russ's kryptonite, I believe. <laughs> and oh, I think no. that's his own fault. Oh no! Uh, apparently, Russ doesn't like notifications about likes and dislikes and uh, laughter. And yeah, they're giant pain. <laughs> and uh, so he says, "Hey, you guys, give it give it a rest over here. I'm getting these notifications constantly, so." How do you think that I uh, responded to that? Billy Chris, you want to <laughs> let everybody know? <laughs> everybody listening I yeah. had to take a bet as to how I responded to <laughs> Russ telling me to knock it off. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think there's going to be a lot of winners out there. Um, yeah, I don't think I ever saw so many likes, dislikes, laughters, hearts, all that in, 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 in like five minutes. You know, uh, phone it up. <laughs> hey, that that was a lot of fun.
0: I, I You should have known better, Russ.
1: (laughs) Don't ever tell anyone what you don't like, because then they can use it against you, right?
0: Especially us on this program, right? I mean, right. we talk about how King Philip over in New Jersey tells us, you better stay inside. We don't even live in New Jersey. We've got no reason to be in New Jersey. We want to go, go for a walk in the park for no reason whatsoever. Uh, right. Tell us we can't, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Tell us, don't do this. That's exactly what we're going to do.
1: Yep. We're still going hiking there tomorrow, right?
0: That's right. We're going to go hiking <laughs> in New Jersey uh, with, with no masks. And, uh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. Let's Get me a list of rules that uh, he said we shouldn't do. and. Yeah. We'll make sure we check all the boxes. How does that sound? Perfect. (laughs) So I want to sort of go around here and get everybody's thoughts on the debate, and then we could sort of talk about some of the different moments in the debate, what stood out to everybody. We've got Jenny from the block joining us. Uh, Russ, obviously, as always, commentary. Welcome. Billy, Chris, I want to start off with you, though. Uh, What did you think about these debates? What's the impression that you got?
1: Uh, you know, my head still hurts, I think, from watching it. It's like, like some sort of crazy tennis match where there were multiple balls or something. I don't know, it was like just back and forth, and uh, I'm not really sure what happened. You know, Could, is there like a redo option or something?
0: On <laughs> You know, Wallace is uh, seven or eight minutes in and he lets out this groan at some point while he's asking a question or before he gets the question, he's like, ah. <laughs> felt like he was going to start slapping himself in the head right. and say, hey, why did I agree to do this? I'm too old for this. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, nobody was in control.
0: But did you notice about his questions? I know some people have come out and said that he wasn't fair. It was like two against one. Trump even made a comment about it during the debate. Said, I didn't realize I was debating two of you here this evening. (laughs) His his debate questions were a little confusing. In the legal field, we call them compound questions because it goes in like three or four different directions. And Uh uh, how are you supposed to get to point one or point two when you've gone to three and four? He was like. So, if uh, you know, start off train starts off at point A, and uh, another train starts off at point B, right. and uh, and they one starts 15 minutes later than the other. What's the square root of peanut butter? Go, <laughs> oh, give us your answer. A bowl of Describe mustard. In detail, a bowl of mustard a bowl is the square of root mustard. of peanut butter. That is always the correct answer, isn't That's it? That's right. That's right. If either candidate had answered any question with bowl of mustard, that would have been the correct answer. They would have won the debate on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it a, abs- new <laughs> it a new car. With a new car, but that that that's one thing that did stand out to me. I will tell you this: that Trump seemed to have a better handle on a lot of the different issues and some more information than I think a lot of people expected him to. I think he did well in certain moments with uh, some of the humor that he provides. And these sorts of settings, I think that's probably his greatest asset. People tuned into the Republican primary debates, not because he was some kind of polished politician and an expert debater or anything like that. It's just because let's see Trump rip on somebody. Right. And people will still they've got these compilations on the Internet today that you could sit there and watch all of them from the Republican debates. Just classic stuff. You'll sit there. You'll laugh out loud making fun of uh, all these other different candidates. And uh, I think people enjoy seeing stuff like that. Uh, I know some people will criticize him for being not presidential, which I still don't get. I still don't understand people complaining about the way he tweets and the way he speaks. It's, like the, it's a guy from New York. What do you expect? <laughs> right. If you spent any time in New York, it really shouldn't surprise you at all. Uh, nobody expects him to be this polished politician, this finished product. And frankly, the authenticity is what draws a lot of people to President Trump. I want to bring Jenny in. Thoughts on the debate. What did you think?
2: Um, well, you know what? I have just really two points um, to add, which is basically, I just think Trump is so used to the attacks coming from all sides, the press, the media interviews, headlines, Twitter, that he just came out swinging. and. You know, at times it came across maybe as to some as overkill, annoying, interrupting, bullying, but I don't see how it can happen any other way, quite frankly, um, being what he's been dealing with. He's just on overdrive. And I think if a person's being attacked so much, stands up for themselves, can you really blame them? You know, and um, so I really just ignored that aspect. I mean, I heard a lot of people complaining, you know, I couldn't pay attention. It was this. Um, It didn't bother me. I was ready for it. So.
0: Yeah, that's an um, interesting point. So if you're a wild animal and you're out there you've got to fight to survive every single day and that's all you know for all these years, and then they try to bring you inside and have you act like a domesticated animal, it's not gonna work out too well, is it? Exactly.
2: And same thing like um
0: I've heard you use the reference to like dog fighting. So if you know if you if you
2: kick a dog enough time, what do you think it's gonna happen? You right. know? It's gonna fight back. So um so that was that. And then beyond that, which really didn't bother me, like it bothered other people, like I said, I felt like all the Republicans and conservatives were gaslighted. I don't really know what other word to say. But when I watched Biden and heard him talking about a Democratic Party, I was looking around. I was just like, who is he talking about? Who is he talking to? Mm. This, he was so incredibly out of touch with this party that I only came to two conclusions because I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to say, okay, he's not totally lying. As to you know, maybe he's not lying. Maybe he's naive. Maybe he's blissfully unaware of his base, because he knows they do not support one thing that he said when he stood up there. Middle of the ground, this this middle of the ground Democrat. I mean, we all talk about this. That, that doesn't exist anymore, okay? And maybe they're out there somewhere. I just I don't think it exists. And so it's either he was naive and unaware, and he's putting these um uh, policies out there that sound really nice, you know. He's not for socialist medicine. come on, his entire basis for social medicine. He says right. he's okay, you know, if he's for the police um he sees on the news every single day what's going on the riots i mean there's there's signs out there we hate the police um you know horrible words toward the police they want to abolish and defund the police you cannot say that all of a sudden stand up there and say oh you know we're okay with them you i mean look at what's going on and and also you know same thing with the 2 way and anything like that you know they're going to call you a killer and you know racist if you support the border. So anyway, you know those middle of the ground things um middle policies road. are not what he saying. Middle of the road um are just not what so so I felt overall my my comment would be gaslighting. I mean, I'm looking around like is this a joke? Like who is he talking
0: sure. about? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there was just an article out on the, the Washington Post a few days ago saying Joe Biden embraces Green New Deal as he releases climate plan. That's the Washington Post putting it out there. Uh, I, I suppose he could say, well, no, no, no. My my climate plan wasn't the Green New Deal. It was the... the the new Green New Deal, yeah. right? <laughs> it's That's it's entirely different. It's entirely different. It's like somebody in disguise with one of those glasses and the nose and the mustache that go on your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that's what he did. But he came out publicly and Trump backed him into a corner. He said, no, I don't support it. He, and another thing, when you're talking about the gaslighting, it's exactly the word that I thought about when he was saying that antifa is not real there it's just more of an idea than an organization i heard him say that we heard uh, actually somebody through the fbi saying that and all the media is taking this and they're absolutely running with it they're saying see there's no such thing there's no such thing i don't know what you're talking about uh you're telling me that i'm not seeing what i'm seeing now maybe uh are not an uh, an organization that has come out publicly and put out all kinds of different names of corporate officers and things of that nature. Maybe they don't have board meetings, right? Uh, but I think it's it's pretty clear that something physical is going on and it's much more than just an idea. What do you think, Philly Chris? I know that you've looked into this quite a bit as far as Antifa and you've seen things with your own eyes when you're out in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, um, as we've talked about a little bit on the show in the past, You know, when I was down there for the uh what they call it the the peaceful protests where they were lighting uh, police cars on fire with
0: multiple That's cocktails right. and, you know, <laughs> smashing, smashing out all the windows every, and, yeah like yeah.
1: uh for those and, in the area market street chestnut street you know almost every store was uh you know broken into smashed into and 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 you know I went down there and, and living in the city I've been to some of the other protests around city hall and started to notice a trend where there were these groups of individuals who did seem to have more of an organized structure to them and tactics, if you will. I mean, they were very prepared when I approached them as they were painting, spray painting hateful things uh, in Love Park in front of the the brand new Love statue there that they. You know, and they recently put all the millions of dollars into the park and I was just trying to document it. And they surrounded me with their signs and started taking pictures of me and calling me a police officer and trying to incite violence toward me. So uh, it seems pretty organized to me from my own personal experience. And I, I think it's more than, you know, just an idea. Right. That's what they said. Some sort of idea.
0: Just an idea. Just yeah. an idea. There's, yeah. there's no organization whatsoever. Right. No, you guys, you're, no. you're making it up. You're, it's yeah. all in your imagination, yeah, it's just, right?
1: <laughs> you know, it's make-believe at Sesame <laughs> yeah. Street or uh, something. I mean, they even had uh, communication devices in their ears. You know, they're talking to uh, each other. And all of a sudden, they, they descend upon you when you try to confront them. And I gave them the chance to even be on the show and, and mention Ham with the Media. What, what, what are you guys doing? What's your story? Would you like to share a message? And they go silent, and then they followed me around for a little bit so uh, there's more to it i just hope that we uh you know get the truth someday i don't know all the details of course but i think we've seen it enough uh with our own eyes for the folks uh, who have been out in the community going to these protests and rallies and and uh you know around the country it it definitely is organized It, it appears to be
0: now russ I know that uh, you're, you're an expert on Antifa, aren't you, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think
1: he's a rogue Antifa member. So
0: he's uh, <laughs> right out on the show here. Oh, uh, Russ. Uh, wh- what do you think about that statement, that Antifa is just an idea and it is not an organization? Did you guys know that if you type in antifa.com, it redirects to Joe Biden.com? Do you folks know that?
1: Oh, really? Yeah. No.
0: Right no. Try it out. Try it out. I, I, I kid you it. not. I kid you not. Antifa.com goes to Joe Biden.com. Wow. I think everybody oh, uh, every, it certainly every, does. Wow. Every this. one of our listeners needs to check this out. Yeah. I want you to type it in uh, and, and see it for yourself. Uh, just an idea, though. Right. Just an idea.
2: <laughs> I just feel like I really got gaslighted
0: pay like, uh, like no attention way. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> From Scranton to Wellington, Joe weird. has spent his entire I,
2: life I vote. feel like I, real is not real right now.
0: Uh, uh, well, that's some fun, uh, interesting stuff, right? I was going to say funny, but it's really no laughing matter. You know, they talk about oh. Trump. They, they want to complain about his tweets and that he doesn't talk nice and everything like that. Uh, I mean, look at the, the actions that are... Coming to fruition with Joe Biden, with his leadership, with him pushing for the different policies that we've got, we're going to have a whole lot worse than... Uh, bad tweets or harsh language in tweets or harsh language during a press conference or a debate. And we're in for a serious rude awakening should this election go the wrong way. And I think every single one of our listeners needs to understand that it is entirely possible at this point in time. A lot of people are shrugging off the polls because the polls are wrong last time. Do not rely on that. If you rely on that, you might have a very, very sorry morning after the election, although we don't know that the votes are going to be counted up morning after the election, right? It could take weeks and months, right, Philly, Chris? Yeah, I think
1: so, especially with these uh, paper ballots that are getting mailed out to folks and the duplicates and what they found some uh, in a creek the other day, right? I think seven out of the nine were for Trump, and they're being sold around the country right now. I'm going to order a bunch on eBay so I can make some money, I think.
0: Did I tell Uh, you that story about the gentleman who sent me the cigars? No, no, no. Tell me about I got to tell you this story. So uh, a few months back... A buddy of mine uh, heard that uh, I was involved in an accident, and so he sent me a box of cigars, uh, get well kind of thing. And so he sends me the box of cigars, and doesn't tell me. Figures it'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. So a few days later, gives me a, he shoots me a text. He's like, "Hey man, did uh anything come in the the mail for you? Anything show up at the door?" No, what are you what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> and I'm sure like uh, maybe some uh, household goods and stuff that we order now. <laughs> Nothing important. <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, a few days later he's like, hey, anything show up? <laughs> no, what are you talking about, man? And this this guy probably thought that I was some kind of ingrate, right? Not gonna not gonna call yeah. him up and say thank you and everything because he'd sent these cigars. They never showed up. Right, right. So he spilled the beans. He said, you know, Mike. I wanted to wish you a speedy recovery, send you this box of cigars. I sent it out, and uh, yeah, I guess there's been some kind of a problem. Now, days later, we were watching the news, and we saw that there was a worker. I think it was FedEx, worker on that route, uh-huh. and he had been sent FedEx, who got caught. He was doing one of two things with a bunch of different packages. Either, number one, if he liked them, he would take them home for himself. Or number two, if he didn't like them, he would actually throw them into a ditch. There was a specific ditch to throw everything into, and it just so happened that it was on this very same route where my these box of cigars never showed up for me. So uh, we presume that if he was a cigar guy, that he smoked the cigars, and uh, if not, they ended up in a ditch somewhere. I'm concerned that this is what may very well happen. Obviously, we're not uh, doing this by FedEx, but these are the kinds of things that can happen. Uh, We've had all kinds of problems. With the post office, as of late, I actually had a business package—not even a package, just sort of a flat rate, flat rate envelope—that was sent certified mail, tracking and all. What's today, October first? Because I just looked this up a few hours ago. October 2nd. second. Looked it up. Look, looked it up. You know, first thing in the morning, wanted to figure out when this thing was sent. And, you know, what the details were regarding the tracking looks like it was sent on September the 4th. And the last update is in transit on September 10th. Still (laughs) not yet received. And this is not like uh, across Uh, the entire world. It's not like it's going (laughs) to Hawaii. This is Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. One (laughs) county over to Chester County, Pennsylvania. And we think we're not going to have any issues voting by mail.
1: I think the Amish are delivering the mail now. Uh, but <laughs> <Even a, even laughs> It's if coming from was, Lancaster, you know,
0: Chris, if they were on foot, you know, they've got even <laughs> horse and buggy. Uh, It'll probably show up so right after the foot, election. You would Make it from Lancaster to Chester County right. Pennsylvania, in a month. Right. 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 Kidding. <laughs> and you think I this would trust is, that is more going to happen when it comes to voting by mail? What was that, Jenny? I said,
2: I would trust it more. It's a, uh, Amish were delivering my mail. Yeah, that.
0: Well,
1: yeah, they, they, mail. they have a higher uh, ethical, uh, <laughs> moral compass, I think. Than yes, maybe, exactly. Right, you know.
2: They, there won't be voter um, fraud. I at
1: mean. <laughs> Did you get all those silver coins I mailed you several weeks ago, Mike?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they must either be in a ditch or uh... a... <laughs> you know, that guy was such a knucklehead, he probably uh, spent them as dollars, right? Yeah, probably, <laughs> right, right. Oh, look at these, they're big dollar...
3: Let
1: Dollar
0: me <laughs> go buy a pack of gum with this yeah. uh, Silver Eagle over here. <laughs> right, For those right. of us tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. I want to remind our listeners the powerhouse lineup we've got here at Fox News Radio, WFYL. We've got Ben Shapiro with The Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m., Scott Adams with The Scott Adams Show coming at your weekdays from 9 a.m. right until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash comes on weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you The Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show him some love. I also want to remind our listeners that you and your friends can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week, utilizing the Mike G. in the Morning social media profiles. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G. in the Morning. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. Our YouTube channel is Mike G. in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. And we've also got a page on the Instant Grams website. Our screen name on those instant grams is Mike G. in the Morning. Now, Philly Chris, there there were more than uh, one or two moments in the debate that sort of stuck out to me. Uh, One of them being sort of a classic Trump thing. Joe Biden's talking about uh, the miserable coronavirus response, and we can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But he said that, Trump's got to act a whole heck of a lot smarter if this thing's going to be taken care of. <laughs> yeah. So, so what does Trump say? First of all, he tells me, you don't even know where you went to school. You said you went to the wrong, you said you're at the top of your class, you're at the bottom right. of your class. He said, don't use the word smart around me, Joe.
1: <laughs> that was a heck of a response, yeah. That
0: was total classic Trump, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. No, he's uh, he, he's tough to tangle with. I certainly wouldn't want to be on the opposite side of him, I'll tell you that. He's pretty quick with those retorts. He, I wonder if he thinks about him in advance. Now,
0: when you know? it comes to the coronavirus uh, response, what does Biden think that he would have done that would have been so much better, particularly because he was out there saying, no, uh, you know, we shouldn't be shutting down travels. We shouldn't be shutting down the borders and people should be out and about. Right. Nancy Pelosi telling everybody to go down to Chinatown. Right. And. Uh, you know, the the complaint was about all these ventilators that everybody was going to need and we weren't going to have them. So what does Chum do? He gets it done. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out we're providing other parts of the world with ventilators that they need right now. It really came through, pulled off basically a miracle. But yeah. uh, it doesn't seem we needed quite as many as they had anticipated, thankfully. Yes. But as far as the response goes, the the complaint seems to be that, oh, he he played it down. He didn't make it as serious, make it out to be as serious as it was. Now, his actions obviously showed otherwise because there were many measures that were put into place along the way. But they say, oh, well, he sort of brushed it off with his words and that was dangerous to everybody. Uh, What would Biden have done? Would he have gone out there and said, listen, ladies and gentlemen of the United States of America, everybody is going to die and this virus is insurmountable? And we've all got to stay inside for the next year and a half, and possibly right, right. you know at that point, we'll reassess things. and what what would he have done? And if he would have put if he would have carried out these supposed measures, how much better off do they purport it would be? Because you know, I, I haven't heard of anything where people saying, if we had done this this would have saved X amount of lives under the circumstances, particularly when you got something that is brand spanking new, right? Right, this is right. He's trying to figure out, yeah. uh, not just politicians, but the physicians, the so-called yeah. experts are trying to figure it out. They've been wrong so many times based mm-hmm. on it. What does Biden really think that he would have done that would have made things better?
1: Well, it's a really good point, Mike. And the thing is, that's so silly about it is there's no way to quantify that, right? Like sure. there's no way to... To prove, you know, any of of that, and and for him to claim that he would have done a better job uh, than than what Trump has done is 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 very, you know, uh, difficult to to
0: comprehend. I mean, it's almost a failsafe uh, accusation, though, right? It, yeah, it, it certainly is. It, yeah. What's has somebody going to prove you otherwise? Prove you wrong, right? Is somebody right. going to show otherwise?
1: I mean, is you know maybe based on his uh, stellar performance over the past what forty-seven years in government? Then, yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, 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 it they, would have been you know. if,
0: if uh, let's say you know you've got one of the better basketball players, and frankly, I don't watch basketball anymore because of all the politics that have got involved in professional sports. But let's say you got, you know, we'll go old school, like a Michael Jordan, right? goes out there and scores 30 points in a game. If Joe Biden said, well, I would have scored 31 points in that game, then I guess you can't necessarily prove him wrong, but come on, right? You kind of get arrested based (laughs) on the surrounding circumstances, the track record and all. You weren't going to do better than Michael Jordan. You weren't going to score those 31 points, even though we could never quite prove it. Uh, I guess that's sort of what you're getting at, right?
1: Yeah. You know, one thing I think about too, looking back at it, um, there's a couple things that he did do that we can look at as, as factual, uh, you know, things that he said and, and ways he said he would have handled it as far as telling people not to worry about it. Um, you know, don't close the borders. Trump is xenophobic. So if if we look at what Biden was saying at the time, right, that, you know, the travel ban, you know, they had problems with that. We had the local uh, officials here in Philadelphia saying, hey, you know, come on down to Chinatown. Everything's safe. You know, this, that and everything else. Well, I'm pretty sure that would have uh, uh, resulted in more deaths and more people contracting the virus. And I don't think we would be in the position we're in now. And also, I don't see how he would have been able to get a lot of the things done. I mean, Trump was working with Elon Musk and General Motors, I I believe it was, or Ford. And, you know, they retrofitted their factories and they were mass producing ventilators, which are not easy to make. So I I just don't uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe the hype. What do you think, Jenny?
2: Well, he said up there, I think he said something about with the masks. I think he was going to make sure that everybody wore their masks. And, you know, I don't know if you use the word mandate, but I thought that that's kind of what it was. Oh, I think he did.
0: I think he said there's going to be if he wins, there's gonna be a nationwide mask mandate. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think then Trump at some point interrupted him. And, you know, because Trump, again, Trump was on the attack. I mean, it was being attacked constantly. It was like you handled the virus wrong. You killed people. You are you're racist. You're you're shut up. You know, this, that. I mean, it just. It was constant from Biden as well. And
0: he, he did give a couple so, of shut out to Biden. <laughs> like, ah, shut up, man. You're a clown. There, man. Man.
2: There's already, yeah. there's already a song. There's already a song about it. So you guys oh, can
0: look that up oh, on YouTube.
2: But oh, there is. Shut up. Uh huh. There's already Which a song. Um, it was, it was that night. Uh, I have to look it up. It's, it's shut up. It's shut up. Come okay. on. Like, kind of like. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's funny, but um, but anyway, so that kind of led me to that point because I'm actually in the debate. I'm, I'm putting myself back there. And I remember Biden saying what he would do. And as people are saying, Trump didn't let him talk enough to basically say these policies aren't going to work because Trump just kept interrupting him. But. Again, it came on the heels of saying how Trump did a horrible job and killed all these people. I mean, that's a serious allegation, sure, and sure. to yeah. specifically how are you say to that
0: sit there and just wear that. Now, and I come from listen, this is my living to argue. I go into court, and we're arguing back and forth, and. 99.9% of the time, the other side's talking, and I'm thinking in my head, everything he's saying is absolute nonsense. That's mustard eating <laughs> garbage, right? You ever see my cousin Vinny when he goes up there, and he just says, <laughs> uh, everything that uh, guy just said is something that we obviously can't say on the radio. And uh, everything that all his entire argument when he got up there, said, everything that guy just said is baloney, basically. <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking in my head, but you can't interrupt the person in court, the the Judge would obviously chew you out, maybe hold you in contempt. Uh, that's what a buddy of mine gave me a call. An attorney said, "Listen, if if that happened in my courtroom, I would hold everybody in contempt because they were just absolutely wild, talking mm-hmm. over one another." But at the same time, especially when the attacks are personal, when when they were in court, it's usually not attacks personally towards me. <laughs> they may be incorrect <laughs> facts about the case, right, and maybe something bad about my client. That isn't true at all, Or they're framing improperly. But it's usually not somebody accusing you of being a white supremacist and a, and a responsible for all kinds of deaths. That's an excellent point, Jenny, that they're attacking him and, personally. And that's why and, he feels the need to jump in.
2: And even the same thing with the white supremacists. that I felt ganged up on. OK, I mean, I wasn't even in the debate. And when Chris Wallace and Joe Biden said, say it say it i mean even, <laughs> it's a natural human instinct yeah, it's a natural yeah. human instinct to not say what somebody's telling you to say uh, uh, so i right. honestly come on like everybody no, that, just, that question
0: here. listen i think we all would have preferred that he just say yes i denounce white supremacists for the 19 trillionth time ladies and gentlemen i know that if i hesitate for a at least three seconds. Then everybody jumps all over me and says, see, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Uh, he mm-hmm. probably, uh, saying something like that, we would have preferred, but the question, they were like three questions in a row. He's like, what do you think about the violence over in Kenosha and the violence in Georgia and then over in Minneapolis and the white supremacist groups who came out to increase the violence along with the militias and the proud boys? And what do you say? It's like, what the, <laughs> that's pandemic. not even a question. <laughs> and it was like, condemn it, condemn it now. And that's and actually what wrong? he said. He said something along the lines of, What do you want me to say? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I don't exactly. understand. And then he talked about the Proud Boys. Now, I will say this. And obviously, we all have to, in unison, uh, reject white supremacy, right? Because that uh, that needs to be said. Of course, reject white supremacy. Yes. But they throw in the Proud Boys in there. Uh, White supremacy and Kenosha, which we've spoken about, how we think that the Rittenhouse situation, based on the charging documents, the criminal documents, and the video that's available, was... A justified shooting, a self-defense shooting, but they throw those in there with white supremacy to the extent that Joe Biden even put out an ad the day after saying Trump won't reject white supremacy and showing a picture of Rittenhouse in the middle of the ad. Now, thankfully, Rittenhouse's attorney is suing Biden and the Biden campaign because that is absolutely uncalled for, absolutely uh, libelous, slanderous. Uh, you know whether it's spoken or it's in print. And uh, they're going after him. And it's about time, because I'll tell you what, the reason why they have the audacity to do things like this, to put out things that are patently false over and over again, is because they've always gotten away with it, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever called them on this. Nobody's ever done anything about it. So they'll just keep doing it. And that's their M.O. That's the way they operate.
1: Well, if I remember correctly, Mike, when we were in the car yesterday on our way to Manhattan for your uh, John Bachman appearance uh, – oh, great appearance, by the way. Thank um, you. We were talking – yeah, yeah, you always do a great job. But we uh, we were talking about the Proud Boys specifically, and we were talking about the fact that there's non-whites in, in their organization. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure – Totally. If, right? Like if you have a white supremacist group, you probably wouldn't have uh. – uh, on white people in it, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay. I mean, there's African-American that? members <laughs> of the organization. They actually it was even a documentary through one of the pretty liberal media outlets about Latino members of the Proud Boys. And you can check it out. It's out there as public information. And I don't know a ton about white supremacist organizations. Uh, I don't claim to be any kind of expert on either white supremacist organizations or the Proud Boys. But if I had to take an educated guess, it would be that white supremacist organizations don't allow African-American and Latino members. Right. That, That would just be a guess that I would take.
1: Yeah, I'm a little confused by the whole thing,
0: but I think that's what it means. But uh, we'll have to look into that. Well, maybe. They keep pumping it out there over and over again. I've seen it in just about every article uh, that's accusing Trump of saying oh, this, this right-wing, extreme right-wing, white supremacist organization, Proud Boys, absolutely ridiculous. It's wrong. And they keep getting away with it. Maybe the Proud Boys will come out there and file a lawsuit just the way Rittenhouse is. <laughs> Maybe. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. seriously, why wouldn't they? If there's if there's no legitimate basis for calling them a white supremacist organization, why wouldn't they uh, bring some kind of action in court to combat this stuff? Because not only are you having Uh, these accusations thrown out there, obviously tarnishing the name. And I don't know much else about what they do. I, I, you know, but I can tell you that if they've got African American members and Latino members, probably not a white supremacist organization at the very least. Highly Uh, unlikely. Yeah. So if (laughs) they're, if you got these uh, situations where they're coming after them, uh, what they're doing as well is they're causing people to attack these Proud Boys, aren't they? Aren't they causing more trouble by going out there and trying to get them labeled as a white supremacist organization?
1: It seems that way. It certainly seems uh, unfair. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jenny? You were about to say something?
2: I mean, I just think it's absolutely absurd that at a presidential debate, they can bring up something where there might be a controversy as to whether they're white supremacists or not and force the president to say condemn them. I mean, I, under, like you were, you were saying, Mike, a bunch of different groups they mentioned, but you're going to say, you know, we all know the KKK, right? Right. But if they're going to start throwing out names of people that may have not heard of them and how is that a fair question? I mean, that's, that's really. That's not right. And then you'd almost, again, with the gaslighting, it's almost like, if you don't think this is racist, then something's wrong with you. And, you know, you want the facts before Mm -hmm. you're saying Mm -hmm. things like this. Let's get the facts, everybody. Okay.
0: And they, the left has really so much diminished the term racism and the terms white supremacist to really mean anybody who doesn't fall in line with their agenda in its entirety. Don't you agree, Philly Chris?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do, you know, and it's uh, as we've talked about on the show in the past, we're just we're at the point where it's so divided. And I think the debate was an example of what we're seeing now, where people just are shouting at each other and going back and forth with polar opposite facts, if you will, where, you know, what's factual? What's what's the truth anymore? Because uh, so many things are being thrown around. And you would think, Chris Wallace, if we know, you know, that there's non-whites in the organization and they're not even that big of a group. I think they started as like a drinking club or something. Like, are we really that something worried like about that. these people? That's right? A, so,
0: right. Yeah. yeah they they um, mockingly yeah. refer to themselves as chauvinists and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's more of an anti-PC kind of thing. And again, I am no expert on yeah, the, by any stretch either. of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might join, though. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And we'll are no,
2: yeah, exactly. You're not an expert, and Trump probably isn't an expert on who exactly they are either, right? Unless you're in the Brad you're probably not an expert. But so, so to force somebody to say that in front of the entire, I mean, world, one of the biggest events. I mean, that seems really peculiar to me, right? That you're gonna be forcing these these types of things to say it in such a big audience. It's almost like the Democrats
0: planned it. Like, let's just. He, he says that the Proud Boys aren't legal. really an organization; they're just more of an idea, right? <laughs> yeah, right. There you go.
1: That's 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 yeah. how he should respond next time,
0: Mike. You bring up a good point. Uh, it's it's all in your head, Joe. Right. It's all in your head. See,
2: <laughs> he, but Trump doesn't take it. He he says stand back and stand down, or whatever he said, <laughs> right, because right. he wasn't quite sure. I think what you said. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I understand KKK absolutely. I know who they are, but unless I know who you are, I don't want to say. What you're telling me to say, right? I mean, that seems fair.
1: That seems fair, yeah, ab- absolutely.
0: And there's uh, a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. They talked about the economic recovery, where Joe Biden claims that you know, he's going to be the one to pull us out of this mess. I think it's pretty unfair that Trump gets saddled with all the unemployment uh, losses that we've seen stemming from the coronavirus. If you want to spout any kinds of economic facts post-COVID, I think that's incredibly unfair. To say that anybody (laughs) would have been able to maintain things the way they were and nothing would have changed economically in the wake of COVID, I think that's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Um, Yeah. And he's not a virologist. I mean, he's the president. He's a businessman. You know, he has advisors, uh, Fauci and, you know, the other folks in the administration who were.
0: But I'm even talking about economically is saying, oh, you know, there's there's all these businesses that are are going under and Mm -hmm. people are losing their jobs. And, you know, it's all Trump's fault. Well, no, that's very unfair to to say that. Uh, Who is going to be able to prevent those kinds of things except for maybe Opening things up again, right? You got right, a lot of businesses right. where they they don't have the option to open up anymore because of these government mandates. Even if they wanted to give it a shot and let the people who want to put themselves at risk go to eat out or whatever it is, right? And they don't get that opportunity, and they just go out of business. And the Democrats are like, "See Trump, what you done?" <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, if you can stand in line at Walmart like cattle, you know, uh, uh, two feet apart because nobody's following the the guidelines, um, then then why can't you go and vote in person? And also, if you can go to a restaurant and take your mask off while you're eating, uh, why do the kids have to go to school and wear masks all day? Like, there's so many things that don't add up when mm-hmm. you know when you look at what they're telling everyone to do. So uh, I don't know. I just it's it's a sad time in our country. I hate to see this happening to us um, you know the people who have obviously died from the virus but then also you know the impact uh, secondly on on our economy and and the mental state of, of folks too we just can't keep doing this as they mentioned earlier the, the solution can't be worse than than the virus itself and I think we've already gone down that path mm-hmm. you know far enough uh,
0: don't mm-hmm. don't you think yeah, see a lot of restaurants that I enjoyed growing up going out of business. Uh, lots of yeah. these places going under. And Jenny, you had mentioned something after the debate that I thought was clever uh, and something that's worth noting that Chris Wallace attacked Trump about having the rallies, the outdoor rallies, saying that you know, he's putting so many people at risk by having these gatherings and Uh, You know, first of all, (laughs) the reason Biden's not having rallies like that is because he couldn't do it if he tried. Right. I think he did a a speech from out in the middle of a cornfield somewhere. So (laughs) so he had an excuse to be uh, not surrounded by people, to be by himself under those circumstances out in public because nobody would show up. Uh, But, Jenny, you said, hey, if he's going to get on him about these rallies, we're not going to we're really not going to say anything about these protests slash riots slash mobs and whatever else you want to call them, because there's been a whole lot of that in the last few months. Nobody's going to say anything about that, really.
2: Exactly. And it's not only just airborne, but, you know, when you're out there, at these rallies, I mean, I don't see sinks very many places. And I mean, you know, they may have hand sanitizer, but there's no, I saw somebody online who said it made a lot of sense that there's a lot of number, number of factors in a rally like you're going out you're not washing your hands the whole day you're holding signs you're switching signs are you talking Um, about a rally or protest um oh protest sorry the protest you you might cut you know there might be like a exchange of blood with all the violence going on you know i mean smashing windows i mean are these people going to wash their hands every five seconds i mean what's going on here you know during a riot think of what goes on during a riot or a protest right yeah. And so it's more they than all these the bodily
0: Catholic. fluids because they are a bunch of animals and pigs and they urinate in the middle of the streets while they're rioting. Right. And it's OK to do that in New York now because the mayor said it's OK. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's more than just it is hard you to know, find math a
2: versus not math. So I just that's one thing I will say. Trump lost a couple of opportunities there because he could have said that. Right. And I was almost yelling at the TV like. Say this, you know, but um, but he did what he could. Like I said, he came out slinging. I'm not going to I'm not going to diss him for that because he had to do what he had to do. I don't blame him at all.
0: I will say this. I, I would consider this debate a wash, meaning I don't think anybody's minds were changed at the end of this debate. I think it probably reinforced things for people on either side. But one thing I will mention is that we really set the bar so low for Uncle Creepy Because we've been used to these last few months, him losing his place and not being able to put together a single sentence and really set it up so that if he did anything better than that, Mm -hmm. then it was essentially a win for him. Right. All he's got to do is not completely forget where he is and, uh, you know, fall fall over. And roll off the stage, and then he'll be okay. And that's that's really you know anything higher than that would have been a, a win compared to what we were setting this up for. And I will say that he cleared that low bar. I don't think, and that's why a lot of people are looking at this as uh, well. You know, Trump didn't quite perform to the level that he needed to. I think it's more that that we were. Underpromised, and there was an overperformance of that, you know, dramatically underpromised. Does anybody else see it that way?
1: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I agree with you, Mike. I mean, I think in some ways, Biden actually performed uh, better than I expected based on some of the, the, the comments he's made in the past or some of the blunders he's had. And we talked about it on the show with his possible health issues. I mean, he did stumble a bit. Uh, A couple of times, but there was yeah, nothing yeah. that
0: we're going to be looking at for the next 10 years and saying, oh my God, I can you believe that mustard eating knucklehead said that. Right. <laughs> right. Nothing quite exactly. like exactly. that. Nothing, no, like, nothing like that. He wasn't yeah, he talking did. about playing the record player and all that stuff. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> uh, Russ, I want to ask you this because you and the pool have one debate. Am I correct? I what? You have one one debate. You said that he's gonna show up to one debate. That's the
3: Uh yeah, I I believe what I said I, I... I honestly don't remember. I'm having a Joe Biden moment, but
0: I believe... Oh my goodness, he's <laughs> having a Biden moment. I, 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 I believe... From what I recall, uh, <laughs> Philly Chris said he's going to show up for zero. You right. said he's going to show up for one. Jenny I- said he's going to show up for two. And I got stuck with he's showing up for all three because there is there are no options left well, for me. Well, I believe... But you what- said one, so if you're correct, then he's done.
3: Well, uh, I believe what he said... that holds water? I believe what I said in the previous show was... Um, He would show up for one, and then depending on how
0: that went, he might not show up for the other two. Uh, well, in the pool, you've still got one. That's the way we've got it marked down. So okay. if he w- if he only shows up to one, if he doesn't show up to any more debates, then we've all got to buy you dinner.
3: I, I think what's <laughs> going to happen is the media is going to be like, oh, well, Trump behaved badly, even though Biden was the one calling him a clown and telling him to shut up and everything. Trump apparently behaved badly, and we don't want to debate people who behave badly and I and, could see that. I could see yeah. them coming on but, out. But the one thing—can um, I? In to follow your, rules.
2: T- uh, uh, Russ is onto uh, something, and actually, it came out that the Commission on Presidential Debates announces plans to change the debate format to impose more <laughs> order. There you go, guys.
1: I heard they might even mute the mics or something. Isn't that right, oh, Jenny, Of
2: course, you yes, you know? they exactly
0: yeah, I did hear they that. They want
3: every opportunity to to have somebody with the power to turn off Trump. I think if that happens, he'll just start yelling louder so it's picked up in Biden's mic. Or he'll just take Biden's mic.
0: Well,. <laughs> I think we could all agree that uh, it was a little bit frustrating when you can't hear anybody you had three people talking and yelling at the same time. Uh, yeah. That that's no fun to watch. I think Wallace so should have had a judge's if have, gavel. If you have specific rules that this guy gets 1 minute and then this guy gets 1 minute and your mics muted while that minute sucks, but if you're going to have somebody who's going to sit there and, bu- and abuse the thing and only have, you know, Biden's remarks and mute the rest, then Obviously, that poses a problem. I don't know how exactly they're going to enforce that. And I think everybody's skeptical because, let's face it, Trump really hasn't gotten a fair shake through the media, uh, no. whether it's this past debate or over the last five years or so, right? Very true. Who's going to moderate the
2: moderator? The
0: moderator. Moderate the moderator. Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, maybe maybe
0: Mod-ception. for the next
1: one they should have. Uh, you guys are probably too young for this. I know I'm like 87 years older than each of you, but <laughs> like they should have like a gong. Like remember the gong show? Maybe oh is, like, no. The no! I do
0: not remember the gong show. No, you <laughs> don't remember that. Okay. It was so, a there, show there, there was there a with a gong. Yeah, 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 that's just, fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the
2: format needs to be where you have one Democrat leaning debate moderator and one Republican. I mean, that's the only way to make it really fair at this
0: mm. point. Not a bad idea. That's I wouldn't call that fair. Who's what do you think? I say we, we throw Russ out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no, I, I, would, I
0: would I would need a
2: judge's so hammer. I can see Russ doing really well.
3: I would need a judge's hammer in order to keep those two in order.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's I think you might get a little physical with those guys, though, if they get out of line. Oh, no, no, I, I, <laughs> I would
3: tell them both to shut up. Uh, and that nice doesn't take any
2: doesn't take anything from anybody
3: well (laughs) what i would do is i would take a a page out of my uh sixth grade cooking teacher's book and throw a wet sponge at whoever's misbehaving
0: wow (laughs) i wonder if you get away with that these days is that some kind of uh abuse so to speak right it's a we wet a, sponge we, snowflake snowflakington does not endorse throwing sponges at people shut up snowflake or I'll throw you Hey, if you throw sponges at people you might make a man out of them
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's how real men are made you throw sponges at them over and over again
3: <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's how they do it in the army
0: that's <laughs> how they do it in the army it's, no, that's they a soap throw party billions of sponges at people to, what's that
1: that's called a soap party in the army.
0: Oh, goodness! <laughs> For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the Morning with the Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio W F Y L. Now, Philly Chris, you mentioned soap party. Uh, why don't you explain what that is? I believe I know what you're talking about because I've seen Full Metal Jacket. Right, right,
1: right. Uh, I why, believe why it was. Why a Why don't you explain real...
0: to our audience?
1: Yeah, I believe they used to take uh, you know a, a nice big new bar of soap and put it in a sock. And then, and then you know, whip it around, get some velocity <laughs> with it, and then hit each other with it. So I don't think it's allowed anymore. But uh, I think that's something they actually did do in the military back in the day.
0: And it, Snowflake snowflakington became in charge, and he's like, "That's <laughs> uh, right. Oh, the sponges got to be replaced with uh, all the bars of soap. Got to be replaced with wet sponges.
3: <laughs> need my eyes. <laughs> just,
0: just put a wet sponge inside of a sock. We need soap for the washings." <laughs> 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 Uh, man, I miss stuff. Like, you know, who else I miss is Dr. Snakes Wilson, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> and Mr. Snakes. We're going to get him on the program sometime soon. You know what did disappoint me a little bit? No talk of the second amendment at the debate.
1: Yeah, you're right. There, uh, there wasn't any talk of that at all. Hopefully it'll come up in, in the next debates. So I, I would imagine it, it has to.
0: And I, I'm hoping that he'd really pin Biden down and make him state his opinion in front of everybody so people can see what's really going on here. Well, we've heard him say that he wants a new assault weapons ban and how responsible he was for the 90s assault weapons ban, how he took on the NRA, uh, real mm-hmm. tough guy, right? He took on the NRA and... Mm. And passed this Lost. assault weapons ban. He wants to do it again. And then he said he wants to put Beto O'Rourke in charge of his firearms policy. Now, people say, oh, well, you know, he just said that off the cuff. He was being a nice guy because Beto was there. I don't think it's so far-fetched. I don't know. I don't think that sounds so far-fetched. And, and we know how extreme Beto was in his approach. Uh, Robert no, Francis. I'm sorry. We shouldn't call him Beto, right? Robert Francis. Yeah,
3: I find his name right. Beto offensive.
0: It really is, right? Isn't that some kind of uh, cultural appropriation? I have no idea. It just sounds stupid, though.
1: <laughs> it, it, well, it, Ross, it what are you going to do if they, come, if they come for your AR-14 collection and your ninja swords? What are you going to do?
3: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um,
2: but doesn't, isn't, I think. Depends what they grab first. Biden's <laughs> going to say that right. he's not trying to take all your guns. Biden's going to say he's not trying to take all your guns, that he has some kind of shotgun and, he fires two in the air or something like that. Wasn't that?
0: Yeah, that was it. Buy,
2: <laughs> Buy a shotgun. Buy a
0: shotgun. Dumbest advice on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he'll uh, say something
2: like that. That'll make him seem like he's not taking all the guns. But in the end, that's basically what they're aiming for. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, Well, you bring up a good point, Jenny, too, because, Mike, uh, from a, a legal standpoint, there is no such thing as a, a warning shot, right? That's still use of deadly force Anytime cool. you...
0: Well, yeah, you can put yourself in a whole lot of trouble because that's certainly not a justified use against somebody else, right? Right. Because, uh, first of all, it's not being, uh, the force isn't being directed at that that immediate threat. And another question is, you know, you got to have a reasonable belief that deadly force is immediately necessary. Well, how imminent was that threat? If you got time to be popping warning shots off in the <laughs> right. air, right? Uh, not even a warning shot.
2: What warning about shots. brandishing it? Right? What about even brandishing it or getting? Sure.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, particularly in Pennsylvania, they don't have a specific crime called brandishing, but you've got simple assault, recklessly endangering another person, terroristic threats, disorderly conduct, harassment—all crimes that are charged based on conduct that's associated with something like brandishing, but I will tell you this, and everybody better listen up right now, the biggest and most important part of this upcoming election is how it will impact our judges and our Supreme Court, because people so often contact me and say, how are they able to do this? How is the government able to do this? We have a Second Amendment it says shall not be infringed. Well, I'll tell you something. Our rights don't practically mean anything beyond what our courts and our government say they mean, and we've seen our government severely pervert the meaning of our Second Amendment over the last hundred years or so. And they always do it little by little while nobody's paying attention. So we better wake up because we're going to have judges in office. We're going to have judges on the bench. We're going to have a justice on the Supreme Court who lines up with these ideologies of the left. And let me tell you something, the Heller decision, the very first Supreme Court case that declared that the Second Amendment protects at the very minimum the right to bear arms in the home for self-defense as an individual. That was a 5-4 decision, meaning there were four sitting Supreme Court justices who voted that the Second Amendment provides no or guarantees no individual right, guarantees no individual right to bear arms in the home for self defense. Mm -hmm. Meaning it is essentially meaningless. I'm sure all four of those judges have bodyguards
3: too. Armed. Ones. What's that? I'm sure all four of those judges who decided against to have their own
0: bodyguards.
3: Oh, you who better are believe it. and,
0: and mm-hmm. Justice Thomas actually called them out for that in a different case, saying it's easy for you guys to <laughs> decline to hear these Second Amendment cases when you sit all day in this building with marbled halls and armed guards. But for okay. you know the common man, that is not the case. So make sure you get out there and you vote, because if it's too late. We've got a rude awakening when it comes to our Second Amendment. And it's not only private gun ownership. It is the ability to defend ourselves and to defend our loved ones. That's all the time we've got for today, folks. Thank you to Philly Chris, to Russ and to Jenny on the block for joining us today. Stick around. For we the people. The Constitution matters. We miss you, Ellie. Daddy loves you.